Hello, all you lovely people. Listen, before we get into this week's podcast, I just wanted to give you all a, a quick heads up. Uh, I realized after Derek and I finished this recording session that something went horribly askew with our equipment, and some of the audio in this is, uh, well, it's terrible. Um, I gave serious consideration to just scrapping the whole podcast and having Derek come in and retrack it with me. But, you know, what's the point if everything's going to be fake and perfect, you know? Uh, we like to just give it to you straight, warts and all. Um, I think probably what happened was that since Dave was gallivanting around Europe, he likely fell in with a group of high-grade hackers and they dialed into my system and tweaked all the settings so it would sound terrible because he was jealous that he wasn't here with us. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure, but I'm very sorry that it happened. But instead of, you know, trying to give you a glossy, pristine production here, I'm just going to print this and post it as is. With that being said, I hope you all bear with us this time around, and I promise I'll try and do better next time. At any rate, we appreciate the hell out of all of you guys, and thank you so much for listening and checking it out. Enjoy. Hey, how's it going? It's Shit Talk Reviews. Welcome back if you've been here before. And if you haven't, hey, we're glad to have you. Love being here, man. I'm John and uh, Derek here, of course, sitting across from me. And you know who's not in the room again? David. Why is David not in the room with Dancing us? Dancing in Europe wearing a beret. And skivvies. Just his underpants. But you know what? He's a handsome man regardless of what he's wearing. So he's probably uh, he's probably getting a lot of respect from the Europeans. Listen, I just don't understand how we're building this, this, this juggernaut. The monolith. The monolith of a of a media empire, mm-hmm. which is shit talk reviews, and he takes a two week sabbatical. It is frustrating, but in the end of the day, if he is having fun showing off his tidy whities, the, tw- the twigs and berries, yeah, he does what he needs to do. It, you know what? And that's what it's all about. Sometimes you just have to get out there and uh, and just do it. And you know, God bless him, he's doing it. Who did he go see today? Oh, uh, yeah. He went and saw the final resting place of one Jim Morrison. That's right. I was about to say it's cool to go see somebody's grave. I wouldn't say it's cool, but I'm looking forward to asking him what it was like. Was Do you pick up a vibe? Is there a presence? Do you feel a presence, you know, being that close to greatness? Because I think it'd be hard to deny that Jim Morrison was one of the greats. So what are we talking about today, Derek? I chose Cloak. Because I like gothic, evil, dark music. And uh, the name of the album is Black Flame Eternal. And Do we have a label for these fine gents? Seasons of Mist, yes. Who is actually a label that is on the up and coming. They're signing a lot of bands, Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that. Well, Black Metal Band, they are, you like the goth, you like the dark, uh, Cloak encompasses all of that. Yeah, what I think is important about this this album and and the reason why I selected is is black metal is massive in Europe, but it all sounds very similar. There's not a lot of differentiation. What Cloak is doing here is I would argue to say that their music right now feels like it's touching on Testament one second. So uh, Scott Taysom. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Chuck Billy at parts. So there's some thrash elements in there. There's obviously black metal elements. Uh, there's some keyboards, but they are expanding their horizons. Um, I would say that Tribunal is like the only black metal album that's been really trying to really stretch the limits of black metal. A lot of the rest of them just kind of stay in their lane, be very, very dark, you know, hit you over the head with a whole bunch of riffs. 
and growling vocals. But this this album for me was an expansion. It was stepping out of a comfort zone and dipping toes into uh, several different kind of realms of, of metal. One of the things that, that really stood out to me was um, Scott Taysom. Mm-hmm. He is obviously the driving force behind this band. And he plays guitar. He writes the music. He sings it. I'm very interested to see where this band goes because I don't think that they're going to stay in the whole black metal realm. They're from Atlanta, Georgia. They're not from Scandinavian countries where black metal is as common as pooping. It's just the reality is, is that this band has a lot of talent. There's several different directions they can go. But I'd love to see them explore this kind of dark gothic ambiance music that they really touched on with this album. And there's more there. There's more that they can do. Yeah. Sonically, the record is massive. Uh, you know, it's drenched in, in all kinds of different layers of reverb. One second, it sounds like, you know, you're right up front next to the band. The next minute, uh, you know, you could be standing in the middle of a cathedral. Uh, it's, it's amazing. The production is top rate on this. Uh, I read an article about the making of this record. I know they spent close to two years putting it all together, Yep. you know, so they certainly put the time in and it seems that they achieved what they wanted to achieve. The opening track, again, is one of those cathedral sounding songs. The second track, bang, right there in your face. So I, I love good production. And I, that's one of the things I always lean towards when I'm listening to an album. And this album did not disappoint. It took me all over the place. So I really enjoyed that. You know, I love typo negative. Really? I, I fucking do. Yeah. God, you learn something new every day. For me, parts of this album was very, very close to typo negatives, bloody kisses, which is a big, giant, you know, epic organ. It's it's just a big brooding song that goes on forever. Yeah, these guys have got to have a little bit of an influence from Typo. When I was reading about the band, I heard comparisons to Danzig. I heard comparisons to Motorhead. And I, I don't hear no neither of yeah, those bands either. in this. I heard Typo Negative mixed with Bathory or Immortal, Dark Throne, you know, some of the classics in, in black metal. And I, look, I'm not a black metal guy. I don't listen to a ton of it. I think Batushka. Yeah. She's my favorite. Batushka. I love that Batushka. But what I love about this album is that gothy, big epic sound. And foundationally, there is the classic uh, head-crushing riffs that are core to black metal. But it's just a big, big sound. And I, I think it's important for black metal to embrace this album and expand from where they are today and start embracing other you know, avenues or or genres of metal. Like you, I, I'm not a big uh, black metal guy. I don't know the genre that well. I don't know many of the bands from it, but I have heard one of the hallmarks of black metal was, and I mean, no disrespect when I say this, kind of shitty production levels. Yes. You know, like the, the, it's just low, not lo-fi, but low quality recordings. And this does not qualify there. You go back and listen to old Venom, which are the godfathers of black metal. It's murky mm-hmm. it's kind of kind of i mean it's dirty and grubby and it you know it's classic it sounds like they hung one microphone in yeah. the middle of the room and just started playing yeah but it, what's great about this album is they they really did take their time to make a big sound and you know it's funny i i bought a, a new car 
and um you know the key thing is a stereo obviously uh, you know you need to have a good stereo i don't care if the car has footholds like the flintstones underneath <laughs> it i need a good stereo in there i need obviously air conditioning because we're in florida yeah. one of the first albums i listened to because i just bought the car last weekend was this because we were doing this review and invictus yeah in the car song. it's fast it's crushing it's big it sounded huge and I knew that it was a good song. I knew I was really liking it. And I knew I had the right car because there was an old lady sitting next to me at the light looking at me with stink face. <laughs> and not a good stink face, like the stank face. Stank face, yeah. The stank face that you make when it was really good riff. It was like, I hate that fucking man. He's a fucking asshole. <laughs> I can hear his crappy music. That young like, whippersnapper. young whippersnapper. Listening to his heavy metal music. Satan music. Which, by the way, in 2019, Cloak was uh, accused of being satanic, uh, which is hilarious. But um, in the past, getting accused of something like that would raise your street cred. Absolutely. Do you think that happened with, uh, with Cloak? I mean, I knew who they were, not because of that, but... Sure, why not? I, I would love somebody to walk in like, you're a Satanist. Perfect. I've arrived. That's excellent. Well, you know, we can all aspire to, to these things. Yeah, well, you know what's funny is um, we post these, you know, we post these pictures and these images on our Instagram. A lot of it's done through AI. Um, and it's just, you know, it's just kind of silly and, and, and kind of fun. But what was interesting was somebody told me uh, the other day that we're like Ted Lasso. There's only one episode a week, and it's got to be really good, and you're satanic. And I'm like, that might be the God, nicest, that's... nicest thing that somebody could possibly say to me. What a sweet thing to say. Yeah. I'm a little touched. I might grow a nose neighbor, just like Ted Lasso, nice. as a result. Nice. That's one of the nicest things I've heard in a long time. I don't know who said that to you, but thank you. Yeah. Appreciate I, I don't it. know who they were either, but it was like, all right, I'll take that compliment. Uh-huh. And it is interesting. Every week we do a podcast. We stay committed to writing some reviews. And I want to thank everybody that uh, has been commenting, mm-hmm. uh, following us, saying hello. You know, it, it's interesting to see positive feedback from a virtually unknown. I mean, we're starting from scratch. I am really appreciative of everybody who's saying hello. I know you're enjoying it. A- absolutely. Uh, yeah, we're just a couple of idiots. Well, three three idiots when when Dave decides to grace us with his presence but we're just a couple of idiots who love heavy music and the fact that anybody would give us a couple of minutes of their life to listen to this drivel or look at armor clad fools on Instagram is uh well it's hysterical but or but you yeah doing pelvic thrusts well you got to stay fit Derek okay John Travolta <laughs> So, uh, and on that front, you know, we, and full disclosure, uh, I, I had a lot of people being like, what's new and good for music? Because I remember my days from the past. I'm like, all right, well, if we're going to, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to stay on top of what's going on. We might as well talk about it and do something like this. But it fills our cup. In mm-hmm. I will say that, you know, listening to Chloe this week, I probably, if I wasn't doing this, I wouldn't have given this album the time of day that it deserves because we're doing this. It gives us the opportunity to really sink our teeth in the music and fill our cup. And hopefully as a result, we're turning some of you on to new music. Yeah, I hope so. I've gotten turned on to a lot of stuff. I normally would not have come across on my own. I tend to be, and I, the first one to admit this, a little narrow minded, you know, my field is not wide when it comes to listening to 
you know, listening to music. I, I get into my lane and I tend to stay there. So this has been a great exercise for me. And it is an awful lot of fun. You know, Derek and Dave and I, we're all just working stiffs. Uh, we are nothing special. And so, yeah, we're very grateful for anybody who's taken the time to listen. We are super grateful to a few record labels who have been very kind in sharing some of their their new release information with us. Again, they're taking a chance on on a couple of yahoos that have no business doing this other than having love for the music. So we're very grateful. Yeah, and I have to thank uh, Jamie Roberts and Stephanie Marlowe. They have yes, very much so. Very nice things about um, my return to journalism, I guess you could say. You know, we I worked with them back in the early, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, and they're still doing what they love, helping out bands and getting them launched and getting them notoriety. And they just had kind words to say. So Yeah. And props so to them you. for doing what they do, for helping these young bands get out there. It's it, it might it might be a little easier now to make a name for yourself as an up and coming band. But man, it sure is easier when you've got industry pros yeah. like them, like like Stephanie, who can help kick doors open and show you the way. Amy, so Amy Stiretto, yep, she's the the big Gorgonzola, the big, she, <laughs> as she said to me. So yeah, it's it's very cool. It's very cool to you know you have some established relationships with some of these folks, but but I do appreciate them having even just a modicum of faith in us and sharing some of their bands with us. But but back to Cloak, we digress a bit, and we apologize for that. But we're idiots who don't know what we're doing, so you can't hold that against us. You got a uh, standout track on this on this album. Ethereal Fire, Invictus. Uh, I really like the Holy Dark. Mm-hmm. It was a dark, gloomy, brooding, just a badass song. Um, thoroughly enjoyed. I was a fan three. of Holy Dark too. In fact, I was uh, kind of searching the web for live clips, and I found a I don't know what you call a point of view cam, a drum cam of Sean Bruno. Um, oh, by the way, the members Scott Taysom on vocals and guitar, Max Brigham on guitar. Sean uh, Bruno on drums and Billy Robinson on bass. I'd heard the record a number of times, but seeing the live clip of Sean playing the Holy Dark, it was son of a bitch, man. I really dig this. Yeah, I, and I was thinking about it on the way down today that I, I was wondering if you were going to pick up on Sean's chops. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. he was ripping. Uh, and there's some parts in there that I'm just like, serious, serious chops. He's getting his work out. I was hoping to find more. I was disappointed. They're, they're just there's not a tremendous amount of content, video content out from these guys yet, and I hope that changes. They deserve to be seen by more people. Absolutely, and and props to the art on the album as well. It's it's beautiful. It's dark. It's gloomy. It's everything I like. Yeah, I like all that stuff. It, but it, it is really cool, and it's a cool name for a band too. It is. Here here's where I give props to a uh, cloak. I give props to them in many ways, but one of the biggest ways, I talk to you about this all the time. What I don't understand about a lot of bands, particularly the heavier stuff, the black metal bands, forgive me if I'm using the wrong genre, the fact that I can't look at your band's logo and understand what the hell it says. There's a lot of jokes about it, and a lot of that is black metal. Yeah, and my point is, I can look at, at Cloak's logo and read it, and that pleases me to no end. Well, Shunny. I'm an old man, yes. You're an old man. Yes. I don't even have to put my readers on to discern it. <laughs> well, there is something to be said as a marketer, you know, by trade. Um, it kind of is counterproductive if you can't read something and understand what yeah. it says. What's but the point? It's it, it for me, and and please 
for the legions of bands that have um, what looks like dog hair um, attached to, to letters and numbers, you know, it, it, it's hard to market. It's hard to come up with a logo that stands the test of time, that embodies what you are. It's a very difficult sure. thing. It's, um, it's a big identifier. Absolutely. I mean, Metallica had sketched out the M and the A, you know, and having the little, you know, the, the mm-hmm. hooks on the yeah. end. It's a thing. Talk about a, a band who knocked it out of the park as far as their logo. Yeah, sure. You can look at that. It could say nothing, but if it had those little angled hooks on the end, you'd know exactly what it was. Absolutely. Killer branding. Killer branding. It, it is a cop out to just go and make something, um, something that you can't read. Yeah. And I think bands should take the time to do brand. And we did the same thing with shit talk reviews. We didn't sit here and go, Oh, let's just hodgepodge us. No, we, we picked a font mm-hmm. and we decided to have the exclamation point in the middle of shit, you know, there, because we respect society and we wouldn't want to actually say the word shit you and know? we're not we actually, wouldn't want to offend anyone and we're not satanic well we're working on that though i'm not we're not i thought we were yeah, i thought we're not going satanic oh no. no i want to go satanic i'm i'm, I'm good with it oh, oh okay satan right. lets you do what you want that's true but back to that bands if you're starting out take the time to make a branded logo and a font and something that is legible that stands out and is unique and you're proud of because I, I can't imagine a lot of these bands are, are looking at their logo going yeah it's literally words with dog hair coming out of it <laughs> good friend of mine aaron uh aaron smith at sweetwater joked with me one time or yeah maybe he wasn't joking maybe it was maybe it's a real thing but it's, yeah you know a lot of these bands they just take a handful of twigs throw them up in the air however they land that's the band's logo and that's what it feels like. Again, maybe I'm an old bastard. I am fine with that. But that's what it feels like. I can't read shit. It makes no sense to me. So, Cloak, again, thank you for branding yourselves in a in a manner that old bastards like me can look at and, and actually read. When makes me very happy. you had an erection, John? Well, I don't remember. Did you have to take a blue I pill? took one of them little blue pills. <laughs> Man, we're off the rails on this one. We're off the rails, but that's okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a fun record. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Again, uh, from a sonic standpoint and a production standpoint, I think it is great. High marks there from me. So what'd you give it? I gave it a seven and a half. Now, I realize that might be construed as, you know, not a great overall score, but I think my number was a little on the lower side only because this style is a little out of my chosen lane. So I did factor in a, you know, a personal taste score into that number. The production is great. The performance is great. High marks there. These guys clearly can all play. They're all very solid players. They put together a really solid record. And if I was more of a black metal fan, it would have been bumped up another point, another point and a half. And that's a struggle when we score these records is how much to let personal taste, you know, have an impact in the overall score. You know, how objective are we being versus subjective? And I think inherently everybody says, well, of course my taste, what I like and don't like, is going to factor in. You know, you could listen to a country album, and even if it's played by people who are at the top of the game, if you don't like country music, you're probably going to say it's not a good album. It's a negative 4,000. Right. So yeah, you know, that's where I stand. I stand by it. But I would still love to see these guys live. I'm trying to be more open-minded. 
I would love to meet all these guys because I respect what they do. So that's I, where I'm at. Where are you? I gave it an eight uh, as a black metal album that is breaking the genre mm-hmm. a little bit. For it to go higher, for me, I want to hear, look, it, it's extreme music, right? It, and, and let's go extreme with breaking black metal. Cloak can do it. The talent is there. We hear it on this record. Let's hear more synth. Let's hear more thrash riffs. Let's hear more guttural, almost death metal vocals, because that was on there as well. Let's hear maybe some singing. You know, there was there was some singing parts in there. There was some chanting parts. Let's hear more of that. Yeah, yeah, there was. That let's, was awesome. Let's take the extreme parts from other genres and go deeper on them. Sure. And get to a nine or a 10 and make the black metal album, you know, of 2025. Let's say that's the next time they, they put out an album. Be as extreme as you can and go as far as away from black metal as you can. And that's not a shot at black metal for me. It's just, let's stretch the limits. You want to see it evolve a little bit more. Turnstile. When all over the place, it's stretching the limits of what hardcore could be and look how it served them. I want to see a lot of bands do that. Yeah. Go as far away from their center as they can possibly go uh, without leaving the reservation like periphery. Well, I was just about to bring that up, you know? So on one hand, we want these bands to go out and explore the outer realms of what they do as long as it sits, you know, within the boundaries of Derek's personal sensibilities. Leave your fucking jazz hands home. (laughs) Oh, boy. But bring your synths in and your clean boy band choruses, right? Sure. I mean, Vale Amaya did it and did it successfully. They didn't bring in jazz hands. One day, one day, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to bring the entire Periphery crew in here and just let them, let them have it. You know what, though? They'd probably laugh about it. I don't know. Oh, well, they can punch me. I don't care. I don't th- see. That's the uh, thing. Listen, it would I'm only man- be, it I- would only be fun for me if they did punch you. And I don't think they would because uh, they, they might- seem like right on guys. Listen, I don't think they're going to punch anybody. I don't think they give a shit. They're doing what they love. Yeah. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. Right. Cloak's doing what they love. I hope that they take my advice and go as and extreme push as they can. Push it. Do it. Well, I'm curious to see how long it takes before we get another album from them. Because, yes, this album took a long time. But it was a very deliberate. It seems as though it was a very deliberate process for them to get what it was they were trying to achieve. And they clearly did it. So I'm wondering, now that they found the formula, at least for this record... Will they be able to apply it and give us another record sooner rather than later? Or will we need to wait another few years for it? I don't know. Only time will tell. We will find out soon enough. But thank you, Cloak, for um, being a uh, guinea pig for my new car. It was wonderful. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Loved the album. I will continue to spin it. Yeah. Uh, and my, as my son said, he goes, sounds like the music for Darth Vader. I'd say that's pretty high praise, no? I would say so. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Now, we don't know what we're talking about next week because David will be with us and Dave gets to bring the album to us. So we can't preview, we can't tell you it's going to be and give you any any time to research the album before we get it. So the proof is that you are getting old. And it's okay. There are pills for being are senile. There? Yeah, there are. Is it Ginkgo Biloba? Is that what I need? Maybe. Uh, Sermon is the Oh, album you're picked. right. You're right. We did talk about this. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, we're going doom metal. Doom. Doom. I'm just going to throw a random plug in since we're talking about doom. Uh, I want to throw a plug out for Rickshaw Billy's Burger Patrol album, Doom Wop. Amazing record. 
and uh, check it out if you're looking for something. I won't call it different. It's just a great record. Well, you reviewed it yeah. on our Instagram, and it's on Facebook and all you know, yeah. all the socials. And oh, it says Doom in the name, so that should be enough. One other thing before we depart. Somebody asked why we don't have a website. Mm. My feeling is, at this point of where we are, where everybody's spending their time on the socials, if we can fit our reviews and our podcasts on the socials, why a website? Could we do search engine optimization? Sure. Absolutely. Could we sell advertising? Sure. Absolutely. But we're not doing that. Mm. Well, we're not selling anything yet, but I'm still angling for the sponsorship dollars. I'm sad to say that Country Time Lemonade still hasn't gotten back to me. I don't know why. It's been literally years, but I don't know what their objection is. Would you do what Dave is doing in Europe and put on your underpants for a lemonade ad? For a Country Time sponsorship deal? Yes, I would. Would you put on tidy whiteys? I wouldn't be happy about it, but I yes, I would. Would you put on Dave's tidy whiteys? Depends on the amount of the sponsorship dollars, but it's a strong, uh, I would say, uh, strongly consider it. What if you put on Dave's tidy whiteys after wearing the same pair of tidy whiteys all through Europe and dancing in them? Again, for the right sponsorship package, if you will, <laughs> I'd consider it. Gross. Well. I'm an old, angry, gross man then. Okay. Thanks again, everybody. We love you. Bye.